And in case you think I'm still talking about the hotel, the reason that people can experience rest in Jesus is because we began to function in our roles. Incredible God deserves incredible praise. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. First, giving honor to our great God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, to Reverend Alicia Starnes, to Reverend Tysha Cutherson, and to all of the officers and family of friends of this great fellowship. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen, amen. It's good to be back home. California is a nice place to visit, <laughs> but I don't want to live there. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Our son kept trying to tell y'all should move here, y'all should move here. Said, no, we shouldn't, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> amen, amen. He like it, that's all that matters, he, st but he stayed there, so amen. To God be the glory, amen. If you would turn your attention to the book of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Book of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I want to begin reading at verse 14, and we will conclude at verse 20. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses 14 through 20. Amen. And it reads, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Amen. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of don't devalue the gift. Don't devalue the gift. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you, God, for the beauty of this day. And we thank you, God, that you have blessed us one more time with life, health, and strength. We pray, Father, that you would help us to use it for the best of your kingdom, that you would allow us, O oh God, the opportunity to build your kingdom through the sharing of the gospel, through the living of our lives here in this world, that as we live the life that you called us to live, someone will see and say, what must I do to have the life that you have? And we can share with them, you must be saved and born again. So, Father, help us to use the life that we're living for the best and for the good of your kingdom. And then, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. And we ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. 
then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't devalue the gift. We, as we continue our series, Operation Gifts in Action, I want us to, again, be reminded that our gifts are intended to edify, to exalt, and to glorify God. And we are intended to use our gifts in that fashion, that we edify the body of Christ, that we exalt God and we encourage people along the way, and that we glorify our heavenly Father as we carry out the exercising of our gifts. But there are times when sometimes we devalue the gifting that we have. We may not have the gifting that somebody else has, and so we devalue the gift that we have. We may not have the desired gift that we may want, so we devalue the gifting that we may have because we don't have one of the showy gifts, as they say. We don't have one of the gifts that puts me out front, so therefore I devalue the gift that I have. But I want us all to know and understand that every gift is important. And I learned a couple lessons on last week uh, as we were on vacation. And uh, one, we were watching television in the, the room, and uh, what's her name? Fran Dresser came on, and she began to talk about the strike that the writers were in, and she began to let the movie executives know that it's the people who are acting and the people who are conducting the work on the set who really make it happen in Hollywood and in television. And, and she was sharing with them that they were giving millions and millions of dollars to the executives while they were undervaluing those who really make it happen. And so she said they were going to join the writers in striking. And that means that some of your favorite TV shows might not be happening or you may not be seeing any new episodes on your favorite TV shows for a while or, or you may not be get to enjoy some of the, the movies that you wanted to enjoy as soon because they said they would also stop production of all movie projects until they came to a resolve. But when you think about what she was saying, there was a time when Everyone has to be valued from the top to the bottom. It, it doesn't happen when only the people at the top function. It, it doesn't happen when only the people at the bottom function. Everyone must play their role. And as everyone plays their role and as everyone does what they have been called to do, it all comes together. And, and, and as she was discussing this and as she was talking about this and I couldn't help but to think about the body of Christ and and when you think about the body of Christ it, it starts to happen in the body of Christ when we all do what we've been called to do when we all acknowledge the gifting that God has given us when we all understand that I am gifted and because I'm gifted God has put me in the body of Christ and I need to exercise the gift that he has given me and when we all exercise the gifting that, that God has given us, it makes the body function better. Hallelujah. 
And, and I know that Paul here gives an example of the, these earthly bodies, these earthly tents that we live in. And he, and he talked about how the body is fitly joined together and, and how everything functions and flows according to how God has designed the body to function and flow. But as I continue to think about this, the body of Christ, I understand that it's the coming together and all parts moving and working together that gives the body the value, that gives the body the function that it has. And, and if we don't all carry out our function, then we don't operate as we should. Now, many of us know what it's like to have our body get out of whack. Amen. Amen. Especially if you're over 40 or 50. Amen. You know what it's like for your body to get out of whack. Amen. Stuff don't work the way it's supposed to work. Amen. Your knees don't do what they're supposed to do. Your elbows don't do what they're supposed to do. Your eyes sometimes don't do what they're supposed to do. You, you get a little out of whack. And when one part doesn't do what it's supposed to do, it, it kind of puts a monkey wrench in everything. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? And, and I've learned over the last month or so that you know when, when one body part starts to act up, the body does this amazing thing. It begins to compensate for the part that is either injured or out of whack. Mm. Hallelujah. Now I began to think, what happens if that began to happen in the body of Christ? When one part may be not functioning as it should, the other parts will begin to compensate for what's going on with that body part. But what usually happens in the body of Christ? When one part doesn't function the way it is supposed to do, what happens? The grumblers and complainers come out. People start murmuring about they not carrying their weight. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, now, to be honest with you, sometimes that happens on our job, too. We got people on our jobs that are not carrying their weight, and you dare not go over there and pick up their slack. Hallelujah. And even if you do go over there and pick up their slack, you know they're going to talk about you, too, still, right? They're going to say, yo, they're kissing up and, and all that kind of stuff. Amen. But when you understand that this amazing thing happens in the body, that when one part is injured, the rest of the body will compensate for the injured part. But if at the body of Christ, what if happens if there's one part that, that has some type of injury, there's one part that's coming up short in some fashion, and the rest of the body is intended to come together and help to compensate for that gifting that may be lacking? Instead of worrying about what people aren't doing, sometimes we need to worry about what can we do to help the body function better. What can we do to make the body do more than we're doing right now? What can we do to, to help the body to move a little smoother? What can we do? How can we make the body function better when there's a part that may be missing or a part that may be injured? We've got to learn that in the body of Christ, all parts, all the gifts of the body of Christ are important and necessary for the functioning of the body. There are no big eyes and no little youth. Every part is important. Every gifting is important. Amen. And, and, and the first thing that we need to know and understand is every gift is necessary. When you look at the 14th through the 16th verse, it says there that, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, 
that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Paul uses these examples of the human body to illustrate how important it is for all the gifting to be in operation in the body of Christ. And he wants us to know as well that we can't devalue the gifting that we may have. We can't say that my gifting is too small. My gifting is non, uh, necess not necessary. My, your gifting is necessary. Every gift is necessary in the body of Christ. Don't think because I have a gift that's not flashy or out front that your gift is not necessary. Every gifting that God has given is necessary or else God would not have given it. When you think about the, the Corinthian church, they experienced a sense of, of being less than. Amen. They, they thought that they were insignificant or unimportant because of the gifting that they were looking at versus the gifting that they had. Amen. Amen. It, a lot of times, too, you can find that it, it comes out in this word called jealousy. They're jealous of somebody else's gift set. Somebody else has this gift, and in the execution of that gift, it may be quite different than what you have, and because of that, you get jealous of their gift. And you declare, declare that you devalue your gift because you don't think your gift is as important as their gift because of the way they're executing their gift. Especially in the preaching ministry. Amen. People can get jealous or people can get envious or people can feel less than because they don't execute the gift maybe like somebody else does. Amen. And a lot of people would love to have these great big platforms. A lot of people would love to have people shouting off the walls, amen. But I declare that it's not about all of that. It's about the effectiveness of the message. It's about people's lives being transformed and changed. It's about people understanding that God loves them and God wants to build a relationship with them. And they learn to grow in that relationship. If you're preaching and that's happening, then it don't worry about whether or not you got a big platform or a small platform or whether people are swinging off the chandeliers or not. You're being an effective witness. You're being an effective gifted person in the body of Christ. And allow God to use your gifting in order to build the body. Allow God to use your gifting in order that the body might function. Amen. Don't belittle your gifting because you may not have what somebody else has. Don't belittle your gifting because you may not execute your gift the way somebody else executes their gift. The body of Christ is not just made up of significant parts. Amen. See, that's what we send to get the idea sometimes that only the significant people or significant gifted people in the body of Christ matter. That's not true. All of the gifts matter. All of the parts of the body of Christ matter. Don't get caught up thinking only those parts that are significant or we consider significant matter. Every one of our gifts matters. It doesn't matter if you have the gifts of help or service, if you have the gift of encouragement. It doesn't matter. It all matters. Everything that we do, every gift that is in the body of Christ is important and it's necessary. It's necessary to have people in the church who are able to come along and have the gift of service and the gift of helps. It's necessary for us to have people in the church who have the gift of being an intercessor who are able to pray on behalf of others. It's necessary to have all of these gifts. It's necessary for the gift of administration to operate and function in the church. 
Because if the gifts are not in operation, what type of body are we having? A dysfunctional body. Think for a moment, as it said in the text, if you thought you were unimportant, and if you thought that your gifting didn't matter, Paul said there are different types or different parts of the body, not just one part. And a lot of people send to think that there's only one part of the body of Christ. Well, we act like there's only one part. And he says, if the foot says that I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, everybody can't be a hand. You have to have feet in order for the rest of the body to actually do what it needs to do. How can the body stand without feet? So don't think that the gifting of being a foot is not important. It's one of the most important parts of your body. And then he goes on to say, and, and if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye. It doesn't matter what the eye sees if you can't hear anything. Amen. Because sometimes the ear can tell you about something that's about to happen before the eye can see it. The ear can see or hear what's going on behind you where the eye can't see. So the ear is just as important as the eye. So don't get caught up thinking your gift is not important. Your gift is necessary. And it's necessary that you use that gift in the body of Christ. But not only is every gift necessary, we've also got to understand and know that don't devalue uh, that every gift has a function. Every gift has a function. Yes, every gift in the body of Christ has a function and a purpose in the body of Christ. If you look at the 17th verse, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? When I understand that there's a function for every gift in the body of Christ, there's not just some gifts that need to be in operation, all gifts need to be in operation, and there's a function for every gift in the body of Christ. Every member is an essential part of the body. Every member has an essential function in the body. No one else can execute your role in the body of Christ. Only you can execute your role in the body of Christ. I'm say that one more time. Only you can execute your role in the body of Christ. Others may be gifted, but they're not gifted like you. Others may be similarly gifted, but they're not gifted like you. You have a unique way of carrying out your gift. You have a unique way of blessing the body of Christ with your gift. Nobody has your personality. Nobody has your mindset and your attitude. You are the only one who has that, and you're the only one who's able to execute your gift the way that you can execute it. So don't get caught up thinking because I'm not like this or I'm not like that, I, I, I can't carry out my function in the body of Christ. Every Body gifting is essential, and you have an essential function in the body of Christ. It's got to learn to walk in your gifting. Walk in your gifting, and that's all you're responsible for, is doing what God has called you to do. And if there are a variety of gifts in the church, yes, there are a variety of gifts in the church, but if there were only certain parts that were in acting and action, the church would look freakish. Amen. Isn't that what he said? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell? It takes all of the gifting. 
It takes everything in action functioning together for us to have a true experience of what the body is intended to do and what the body is intended to be. You've seen television and movies when they walk around and they're just one big nose. Amen. Anybody remember Adam's family? Amen. We had cousin It, a big ball of hair. I don't know if anybody's ever figured out what was under there, if it was actually something else under there or just a big ball of hair. Then you had thing, a hand. That's all it was, was a hand that come out of a box. I don't know where it went when it went down in the box, but that's all it was. What if that's what we were, just one big nose, one big ear? We couldn't function right. And again, we would be freakish. The church functions correctly when enough members function as they are gifted to do. When we function as we are gifted to do, the church functions correctly. The church is held back and handicapped when the members do not operate as they are gifted to do. When we don't operate in our gift and we actually hold the church back. And nobody wants to hold the church back. Amen, amen. <laughs> Nobody wants to hold the church back. So it's important that we all function in the gifting that we have been called to. And as we function in that gifting, we make the body function the way God designed it. And the church's ability to operate is based on the number of functioning members. Ooh. We can only operate as we have the number of functioning members. One of the biggest challenges that we sometimes face in the body of Christ or each local church faces is getting members to function in the church. Getting the members to carry out duties and roles in the church. We came to a great God who saved us. We came to a God who loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to the cross at Calvary. We came and we said that we wanted him to redeem us and save our souls. And that's exactly what he did. But then when he said, can I get you to serve in my church? I got things I got to do. I got places I got to be. I can't come on that day. I, you got, that's too many hours. I can't do that. What if he would have said that when we were standing here asking him to save us. Uh, I done saved enough people this week. I, I've already given out enough grace today. I've already allowed my son to shed his blood. I think that was enough. I'm cutting it off there. What if he would have did that? But yet we say, I can't come because I got to do this. I got to do that. But it's a matter of every part functioning and every part doing what they've been called to do. And guess what? It makes it easier on the body. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I never had a broken leg before, but I know it makes it harder on you when your leg is broken. When you've broken an arm, it makes it harder on your body. It makes it harder for you to function in life when you have something that's broken, whether an arm or a leg. When you have an injury to your body, if you have a back injury, it makes it harder for you to function. If you have a foot injury, it makes it harder for you to function. But when the whole body is well, 
and every part is doing what it's designed to do, your body functions smoothly. Your body goes where it needs to go with little effort. But when you got a broken leg and you need crutches and you hobbling around and you trying to make it, that's not how you were intended to move. But that's what the body of Christ is doing right now. Instead of us walking smoothly, we're, we're hobbling, trying to make it because not enough parts are functioning. And because not enough parts are functioning, we are not experiencing what God desires for us to experience. So when we learn that every part has to be in operation and there's an essential function for every part in the body of Christ. But not only that, we learn also that every gift is set by God. Notice what it says in the 18th verse. But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Ooh. You're here. God has put you where he wants you. What are you doing with the gift? He's put you where he wants you. He's put you where your gift is needed and essential. He's put you where your gifting is useful. He's put you where he's wanted you to be. He's placed you in the body of Christ. And, and I don't think that's where many of us understand that it's by God's will that we are where we are. And, and every member has been gifted and set in a church according to God's will. And, and when we call out the gifting, God has called us and given us gifted. We're called and the gifted to do God's will. Not our own will. We've been called and gifted to do the will of God. And when we called and gifted to do the will of God, it's time that we do exactly that, the will of God. But it starts by us operating in our gifting and allowing God to work through our gifting and empower our gifting. And as he empowers our gifting and moves us on through life, we are carrying out the function that he's called us to. And as a result of that, the body of Christ functions smoothly. It functions as it's intended and it functions in a capacity which allows growth to take place. Amen. The difference between us gaining weight in the natural and us gaining weight spiritually, the body of Christ is intended to get fat. Think about that. We are intended to grow. We are intended to seek out growth. Amen. Now, unless you have a little anorexic problem or something like that, you're probably not seeking to grow. Amen. I remember getting out of high school, I was about 120 pounds, amen. I was taking weight gain and eating everything I could, but my metabolism was so high, I was wasting my time. But something happened. I think it's called age. <laughs> By the time I hit 30, the numbers kept going up. And they didn't come down as easy. They just kept going up. They didn't come down, they kept going up. And one day I walked down the sidewalk and I was walking past the window. And as I walked past the window, I, I thought I saw somebody standing next to me. It was me. And I, I backed up and looked again. I was like, bro, you got to do something about that. But in the body of Christ, that's what we're intended to do is grow and gain. We're intended to get as big as we can. Amen. Because the bigger we get in the body of Christ, the smaller the enemy gets in the world. The bigger we get in the body of Christ, 
the more damage that we can do. The bigger that we get in the body of Christ, we're getting closer to fulfilling the will of God, which is that every man, woman, boy, and girl be saved. That's why it's important that every part be functioning, every gift be functioning, so that we can grow in the body of Christ, and so that we can grow as the body of Christ. And as we grow as the body of Christ, we begin to develop into a stronger body. We begin to develop into a stronger congregation, and we begin to develop into stronger individuals within the congregation because every gift in its place where God wanted it to be, and every gift is functioning in the way that God has called it. And every believer needs to appreciate their gifting. Again, Paul is trying to get them to understand, don't devalue your gift. Appreciate how God has gifted you. Appreciate how God has placed you within the body of Christ. And every believer needs to use their gift faithfully. Not every now and then, but faithfully. Faithfully exercise your gift. Again, that's what's struggling, or that's why this body of Christ is struggling, because we are not faithfully executing our gift. Amen. When we faithfully execute our gift, when we got faithful teachers and we've got faithful uh, exhorters, we got faithful administrators in the body of Christ, we got people who faithfully help and serve in the body of Christ, we got people who faithfully share a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, when we got people who faithfully share in their gifting, it makes the body of Christ stronger. It, it makes the body of Christ function better because everyone is faithfully exercising their gift. But the last thing that we need to see is every gift is distinct but united. Every gift is distinct but united. In verses 19 through 20, it tells us that how strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. How strange it would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Your gifting is distinct. It may be similar to somebody else's gift, but you're distinct in that gifting that you have. And also, it is a uniting thing when all the gifting are in operation. The church is not one significant or important part, but many parts. And all of the significance, all of them are significant and important. There is no part that is unimportant. There is no part that is too small. All the gifts are significant and important. And despite the diversity, the church is still one body. Yes, you may be diverse, and you as an individual, you may be diverse in our gifting, but we're still one body. The same way you have to have a hand, the same way you have to have an arm, a leg, the same way you have to have eyes and ears, it all comes together, and it unites together to carry out one function, and that's to move us through life. Think about this, well, those of us who wear glasses. Who would have ever thought there would be a reason for these two things here to go together with this? Your nose and your ears work together to help your eyes, again, that have either gotten damaged or that are weakened. Your ears and your nose come together to hold the glasses in place, to help you to be able to see better. Amen. Because if it wasn't for that, we'd be struggling around here. We'd be walking around trying to hold up something to help us to see better. 
But when you got the ears working together with the nose, it helps the body to function. Amen. I don't know about you, but I see a few people got glasses on, but I know my, my issues. Amen. And I know what, it, what, it, what it struggles I have to see certain things. And, and I know that if it had not been for glasses, I might have to take a little slower walk through life because I can't see everything like I need to see everything. But all because the body parts are working together. They're distinct. The ears have a role. The nose has a role. But they work together to make this happen. Hallelujah. They're distinct, but they work united together. They're distinct, but as they work together, things happen. And that's what we got to understand. Our parts may be different. Our gifts may be different. But as we use them together, united, we allow the body to function like it's never functioned before. We allow the body to grow and to move like it's never moved before. All because we're functioning the way we've been called to function. All because we're united in our distinct gifts and we're using them for the glory of God. And as I close, I want to share with you a... I said I learned several lessons on last week, and, and one of the lessons that I learned was while we were in the hotel. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes your experience can be based upon what's going on around you. And, and when I see the hotel and I see all the people that were working and all the people that were functioning and carrying out their duties, and they all had different responsibilities. Amen. Now, I hate to say this, but... We went to uh, D.C., amen, and we had a trip up there, and my poor wife was traumatized, hallelujah, because we pulled up, amen, and as we pulled up, I turned the car around, we were trying to find the room, and as I turned the car around, the headlights hit the car that was sitting in the parking lot in front of us, and all I heard over there, uh, 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 uh. And I looked up. It was this big rat. It was climbing up on the back of somebody's SUV. That's how big it was. It had his paws front flares on the back of somebody's SUV. And she was like, uh, 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 uh. But it was late at night. Hallelujah. That was not a good experience. And that's because everybody wasn't functioning in their role. Whoever was supposed to clean was not cleaning. And therefore, there was rats all over the place. Now, what she doesn't know is when I went up the steps to go find the room, because she said she wasn't getting out of the car until I found the room. So I went up to find the room. And as I turned the hallway to go up there, there was a bunch of them that jumped out of the trash can. <laughs> Amen. And as I turned to go down the other hall, because we had to go down another hallway just to get, there was one that shot out of there. And I was like, and I said, on the way back, please don't let her see none of this. Don't let her see none of this on the way back, because <laughs> we'll be sleeping in the car. <laughs> Amen. But then we had this experience this, this past week, a pleasant experience. Because everybody apparently had functioned in their role. We didn't see the rodents. <laughs> Amen. When we got to the hotel, it was a pleasant experience. The people were waiting outside. We didn't have a car, but we got dropped off. But they were waiting outside to take us, our luggage. They were waiting outside because everybody was functioning in their role. And then when we checked in, there was a person that was responsible for checking us in. They were functioning in their role. 
There were people who were responsible for cooking the food. If you wanted room service or anything, they were functioning in their role. The people that came to clean your rooms, they were functioning in their role. But guess what? It took all of them working together individually in the different capacities in which they were called to serve in. And as they all came together, they made a collective good experience for those who stayed at the hotel. Because everybody was functioning in their role. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. We got to experience rest because the body of the hotel was working together. We got to experience peace because the body of the hotel was working together. We got to have a joyous time because the body of that hotel was working together. We got to be safe in an environment where there were some people around us that there was homelessness everywhere. But we were safe because everybody was functioning in their role. We experienced the cleanliness because everybody was functioning in their role. We experienced shelter because everybody was functioning in their role. And in case you think I'm still talking about the hotel, the reason that people can experience rest in Jesus is because we began to function in our roles. The reason that people can experience the peace of God is because we function in our roles and we do what God has called us to do. And we're fitly joined together, everyone executing their gift. And as we execute our gift, they can experience the saving grace of Almighty God. They can experience joy because all of us are functioning in our roles together. And as we all function in our roles together, we're producing an atmosphere where they can experience the joy of the Lord. They can experience the safety of Almighty God because every one of us is functioning in our roles the way that God has called us to. They can experience the cleansing power of Jesus Christ because we're all functioning in our role the way we're supposed to and they can see Jesus for himself and they can accept Jesus into their life and experience the cleansing blood of Almighty God. They can experience the shelter from this world because they have come into the ark of safety all because everyone carried out their function in the body of Christ and as we all carry out our function in the body the church is what God has called it to be so it is with the church that every part is important there are no parts that are unimportant every part is important so don't devalue your gifting because you don't think you have what somebody else has understand that God has called you uniquely He's called you to a body and placed you where he's wanted you to be. And because of that, you can carry out your role, your gifting in the body of Christ. Because your gifting is important. So don't devalue your gift. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless you.